the Tape Community Podcasts, brought to you by Tape. Tape is a community arts charity that supports the creative ideas and interests of people of all ages from across communities in Wales. Check out Tape Community Music and Film on Facebook and Twitter to find out what's on and how you can get involved. Hello and welcome to the Tape Community Podcast, episode 19. Our guest today is Liam Evansford from Theatre Cluid, who came in to talk to us last month about what goes on there and all their fantastic projects and events. We hope that you enjoy listening to the podcast. Goodbye for now. Can you please introduce yourself? Yes, of course. My name's Liam Evansford and I'm um, Executive Director at Theatre Cluid. How did you first get started in Theatre Cluid? Yeah. Um, well, I, uh, I first started getting interested in theatre when I was at school, like most people do, um, and and I trained as an actor originally, um, and uh, so from acting I started well, as an actor. I mean, I don't. We all watch actors on TV and you know, and film and things. And as an actor, you don't really get to make any decisions. So you get told if you've got an agent, and the agent tells you if you've got a casting. And then the casting agent tells you whether you've got a job. And then when you get the job, they tell you the costumes that you're wearing, the words that you're saying, how they want you to say them, and the set that you're doing on. And I wanted a bit more, a bit more involvement, so I started started producing, and that's that's what's led me to to be part of Theatre Cluid um, in in that kind of executive role. When was your first time in Theatre Cluid? Oh, crikey. Do you know what? I hadn't been to Theatre Cluid until I started the interview process for this for this position. Um, so I came to watch a show called Jumpy, which was in the Emlyn Williams Theatre, which is the second second of our two theatre spaces. Um, uh, it was it was a beautiful production, and I was astonished by the size of Theatre Cluid. I mean, you've you've all been at one time or another, haven't you? And it's huge. Um, I, I knew a theatre cluid before then, um, but I'd never, I'd never visited. That was my first visit. Um, what kind of things, what kind of things do you do at the theatre? Um, do you mean programme-wise, or, or what I do specifically? Uh, in general, really. I mean, uh, you know, if, if, I mean, uh, like acting work or producing work or maybe editing or uh, you know, uh, the art gallery or something. Yeah. Oh well, there's there's a huge yeah. amount. So at Theatre Cluid, we've got um, three different theatre spaces. We've got one that holds the Anthony Hopkins Theatre, yeah. which is about six hundred seats. Mm. The Emlyn Williams Theatre, which is really flexible, so you can do it in the round. Um, like it's a crucible, or you can do it end on. Um, that's got about two hundred and fifty seats. Yeah. Then we've got what used to be the old, old, old TV studio mm. when it was first built, which is about hundred seats. Then we've got a cinema, mm. one hundred and fifteen seats in our cinema. One of those cinemas that everybody loves because it's um, it goes against the multiplex experience. You know, it's, it's quiet and delicate and beautiful. Um, and then we've got an event space, and then we've got three art galleries. Mm. So our programme of work covers everything from classical, you know, Shakespeare or, or, or Greek, right through to contemporary new writing, musicals. The galleries have community exhibition spaces for schools as well as um, professional art gallery spaces. We do um, music nights from classical through to, um, you know, kind of Welsh folk. Um, we do comedy gig nights. Um, so it's really, really varied. We try and programme yeah. something for everybody's taste, um, 
including we had a we had an ice rink this Christmas. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to have an ice rink. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I mean, I know there's an ice rink in D side. Yeah. Oh, that and that's far for that far bigger. But our views are more beautiful with the Cluidian Hills. So. And you said um, you got the Anthony Hopkins Theatre. Did um, Anthony Hopkins come and open it uh, when it was first opened? No, it was um, the reason it's named after him actually is because he played the title role in Uncle Vanya back right. in 1994, right. and so it was named after him after that point. So beforehand, uh, do you know what? Off the top of my head, I can't remember what it was called beforehand. Yeah. Um, so he's probably the the most famous mm. Welsh person who's oh, appeared yeah. on the stages nice. there. Back in the day when film stars actually did theatre yeah. um, outside of London, yeah. which is it's all shifted a bit now. Well, I do think uh, film actors and stage actors <laughs> should uh, try and chop and change, really, shouldn't they? They should uh, try and uh, do the best of both worlds, really, shouldn't they? Uh, and all over the uh, the country and all over the globe, really, shouldn't they? They, they ought to. Yeah. Some of them are really good at it, aren't they? Yes. But others... Um, yeah, it's a funny thing. We could get into a massive discussion about the the acting industry, yeah. and I'd be happy to. But <laughs> probably a whole different <laughs> podcast, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. How do you decide what goes on at the theatre? Is there anything you don't want to put on? Or... Oh, crikey, that's a really good question. Um, we, uh, most of the programme is agreed by myself and my co-director, Tamara Harvey. So she's our artistic director and I'm the executive director. So I suppose what that means really is that she's uh, responsible for the artistic vision of the theatre and I'm... I'm responsible for the money and the business side, but in 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 actual fact, we do both. So we decide on the produced shows that we make because we make theatre at Theatre Clued. We don't just receive. Like Venue Cymru are a brilliant theatre, but they buy things from outside. We actually still make them and then send them out to the rest of the world, which is very exciting. Um, and then we've got a programming team, which includes um, a couple of the producers, the head of marketing, um, uh, the head of operations, and we all look at all of the options. Um, and you asked, you asked, is there anything you don't want to do? There are certain things that we wouldn't want to put on. Actually, I, I don't think we'd ever not want to do a subject. It's more about the quality. Do you have any Welsh language shows? Yes, yes, we do. We're um, we're funded by the Arts Council of Wales, so. Um, uh, uh, above and beyond the fact that Tamara and I really, really value Welsh language, and and it's part of our um, responsibility to to further that that work and that culture, and we also have a, a, a public funding responsibility to do Welsh language work. So we've just had um, a production called Fish and Chips Nan, um, which was a Welsh language <laughs> piece, and we're just working with Theatre Genelaethol, are the um, the national company in the Welsh language. Mm. Um, and we're, we've got a whole series of um, four years programme work with them. And their next one is called Utad, which is, um, is, is, is grandfather. Um, and it's meant to be a beautiful piece. So we tend to make sure we've got at least one or two Welsh language productions on each month. So is it just the bilingual format of English and Welsh? Or do you do any um, shows to accommodate any, any foreign tourists like the French or Chinese or Spanish, uh, for example? Oh, that's a really good question. No, um, it's a big enough challenge getting an audience yeah. for, especially where we are, because we're right on the border, northeast Wales. Yeah. Um, and actually, Cluid, Cloyd, um, means gateway, which yeah. is quite an important thing yeah. to us, really. Mm. Um, but it's we've only got 12% of people in Flintshire who actually speak Welsh. Right. So, and it's been run traditionally as an English language, so it's quite difficult to build the audience for there. So, yeah. we're going to concentrate on building that bilingual offer nice. before we go into other languages, I think. Well, would you uh, um, just say, 
just for argument's sake, if you did have the, um, for example, like Chinese circus something, would you need to just learn like a little bit of Chinese language just to accommodate them? Uh, you mean us as the staff or, or the audiences? Well, uh, well uh, the theatre in general, really, maybe the staff, really, just to, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we'd always make, we we always want to make an effort to accommodate people and their and their yeah. kind of differences in culture yeah. and language. Mm. Um uh, and we haven't had any Chinese. We had a Hungarian circus act um, last summer, yeah. um, and they were brilliant and bonkers. Um, and and I think some of the staff picked up a few a few words in Hungarian. Um, what kind of projects have you got uh, going on at the moment? Oh well, the most exciting project that we've got going on at the moment it opens tomorrow night, and it's a production of The Great Gatsby. Right. And and interestingly, considering we've got these massive theatres, we're doing it down in Mould Town Centre. So this this disused pub called the Dolphin Inn, and it's been closed for around about four years. And it's one of the oldest inns in North Wales, but it fell into disrepair. It wasn't terribly well run. Um, and a local property developer has bought it and he's trying to get, well, he was trying to get planning to redevelop it into a nice pub and hotel. You know, the kind of places that we all like to go to nowadays. Yeah. Um, and he couldn't get any planning, and he and I started talking, and we said, well, we want to do a site-specific production of The Great Gatsby. Um, and as soon as we announced that partnership, he's managed to get planning through, um, and it's brilliant because it's on the, it's on the high street. Um, but the idea is you get in, an invite yeah. to Jay Gatsby's party, and you get invited to come along and dress up, and you knock on the front door of the Dolphin on the high street, yeah. and a little kind of hatch opens up, and they go round the back, round the back, <laughs> uh, except in an American accent, not an accent. Um, and you get let into a speakeasy club, and you are part of you are part of the Great Gatsby story. Yeah, um, so that I, I watched the dress rehearsal last night, and it's really exciting, and it's really good for us to to get out into the community mm-hmm. rather than expecting people to always come up our hill yeah. to visit us. Wonderful. Yeah. Are your projects good to work on? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I certainly like working on them. Um, and I think the majority of staff do, and, the, and the, the visiting actors and directors and designers that come through. The, the brilliant thing is most people, and it's like you guys doing this podcast, most people who work in theatre do it because, because they love it. Um, they definitely don't do it for the money. Um, uh, they might go into TV if that were the case, I suppose. Um, but yeah, they're really, really enjoyable. And I think there's a th- something about um, uh, making theatre and working in the evenings that all becomes quite magical. You know, what you're trying to offer is something magical to audiences. And, and a lot of the time that rubbers, rubs off on us as staff members. The, what was the idea behind the rock and roll pantomime? Because it's uh, quite an unusual uh, and radical idea, I found. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It's um, massively popular. The rock and roll pantomime. Yeah. You were saying your your daughter came to yes, see it this Christmas. Yes, because it was yeah. when you had the awful weather. Oh, I and know. She, the weather. You know what? She didn't know, Liam, <laughs> if she was going to uh, go and get there and see it. And did she get? She did get there. Yes, and she, she did. did. <laughs> Good. Well, the rock and roll panto. Um, it came about around about twenty years ago. Right. And the theatre used to do the traditional Christmas show, so they'd do um, The Wind in the Willows. Yes. Or, that was or... the one I went to see. Oh, it? <laughs> and I told her it was Toad Hall, but it's The Wind in the Willows. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, we used to do those kind of things. And the rock and roll panto started in the Emlyn Williams Theatre, the mm. smaller theatre. Mm. And it became so popular that it had to become the main 
the main offering at Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, and it is really unique because all of yeah. the actors yeah. play the instruments, they're the band on stage, yeah. um, and they're also doing the singing and the acting. They're incredibly talented people um, and make me very jealous every time I watch them. But it is unique yeah. um, and, and been a massive success for us. Is that a... Um a formal requirement for them to have this diversity between them being able to play the instruments and do the acting, is it? Um, yeah, it absolutely yeah, is, yeah. yeah. And it's something that's um, it's developed over the last 10 years. It's quite a big thing, um, a role called an actor-musician. Yeah. So people used to train as musicians yeah. or actors, but now this course is yeah. dedicated becoming actor musicians. Yeah. And I mean, they're so talented. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of them are playing five, six instruments <laughs> and then go and sing a song and then do a scene. And, you know, they're amazing. It's they're like really Sammy Davis Jr. up there, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, if, yeah, if only. He'd, he'd draw in the crowds, wouldn't he? Yeah. Well, he would have. He would have, yeah. Yeah. yeah but, um, it's a very interesting that you've got something like that. Um, because my, my daughter likes the music from before she was born. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and so she's even wanted to know who such and such. Um, what do you like and dislike about your job? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I I love I love my job because I get to uh, run a theatre, um, and we do all the exciting theatre things. But also, and it's same as as, as here in tape, isn't it? That I think. Um, theatre and the arts um, can really, really um, make a difference to everybody's lives, mm. um, whoever you are, whatever background, um, and, and make it more enjoyable and more interesting. Um, so we do lots of work out in the community, our creative engagement team, do all of that. So I like my job because I get to do lots of exciting things and I get to steer a pretty big organisation um, into its future, whatever, whatever the community feels its future needs to be. What don't I like about my job? I, it's a really pressurised job. I, you know, I have, um, I have 63 core staff members, about another 115 kind of casual workers every year, and then another 300 or so creative freelancers mm -hmm. that we employ. So that's people's that's livelihoods yeah. that, yeah. that I'm, I'm kind of um, responsible yes. for. And that pressure is... Um, is, is quite a lot in, in the current funding, you know, um, circumstances. Those are the theatres, isn't there? Yes, yeah. Yes. Um, just meant to ask a question that ties in with a previous question I asked. Uh, um, are some of the um, actors who are, ex for example, in the um, take part in the pantomime, uh, do they... Um, uh, are they actors that take part in all sorts of different productions throughout the year? In, you know, up in Theatre Clue, to me. Yeah, yeah. So we do, yeah. we do have some actors who who come back and do different shows. Yeah. So um, James Ivan, who was one of the one of the company members in in this panto just gone, we were doing Sleeping yeah. Beauty, yeah. which is what your daughter watched. Um, he was playing the kind of the romantic lead. Yeah. He had been in a, a in a project earlier in the year called Justice in a Day, right. where. Um, we're, we're, we're remounting at the moment, actually. Yeah. It's, it's going on this week where we work with the police and the, um, the law courts to work with children who have been identified as at risk of getting in trouble with the law. Yeah. And James played uh, a role um, of Connor, mm. who, who, who basically was sent to prison nice. for, for a moment of silliness, you know, th yeah. those kind of things that can happen to, nice. to young people. So he was in that, and nice. then he went to... You know, playing silly songs and wearing silly costumes <laughs> in the panto. Yeah. Which right is, yeah, which is great. It's the same with the one in Colin Bay. You have the same people, the 
Oh, each year, yeah, yes. absolutely. People love that familiarity, mm. don't they? And yes. there's kind of something about seeing actors doing different things that's that's quite exciting. Yes. Um, so, um, with uh, yes, way. Um, does the art gallery attract many people? Uh, it's a really hard one to answer that. Um, not as many people as the theatre and the and the music events and and everything uh, attracts. Mm. But of course, we don't. Nobody pays to come to our art gallery, so it's quite difficult for us to be able to track exactly how many people it does attract. Mm. Um, it's something we're thinking about at the moment. Um, what we do know is the really exciting thing about having art in our building is that people encounter it, mm. um, even if they're not coming to see it. So even if you're going to the cinema, you have to walk all the way down the art gallery. Yeah. And so you'll probably see somebody's work yeah. um, that you wouldn't have gone to see otherwise. Yeah. Well, you know, on um, just on that topic, I was wondering, you know, how um, obviously we've been a theatre deal with stage and uh, and and then the tie into the art gallery. And I know you're also famous for having a, a, a comedy circuit too, uh, <laughs> yeah. a comedy club. Um, have you, has Theatre Clued ever dabbled in film and television or radio? Um, uh, not... Not since I've been there. I mean, I've only, I've only been in post a, a year and a half. Mm. Way back when, so the Theatre Club was built 42 years ago. Yeah. And initially it was the theatre yeah. and then a technical education centre. Nice. And HTV used to um, used to broadcast all of their work. HTV doesn't exist in quite the same way now, does it? No. From the TV studio yes. um, that's at the side of, um, as part of our, our complex. So we still got we've still got that facility, yeah. and we've still got recording studios, not different, not that dissimilar to the one we're in now. Yeah. Um, and we do lots of recordings for our theatre, but we've um, we've not dabbled in TV yeah. and radio that much, apart from the theatre trailers are getting quite um, popular now. Mm. So you'll do a short two-minute trailer for a theatre production. We're yes. starting to do a lot more of that. Yeah. Um, I think it's something we're kind of interested in in yeah. in looking at in a way. Well, because HCV now, um, I think the like have been defunct now for a number of years. Um, does uh, does that mean that does um, ITV Wales get a bit of a piece of the pie now with Fear to Clude? Because that's the people who that's the company who took over from HCV, isn't it? Yeah, no, they don't. They don't broadcast from our TV. Moved on so quickly mm. from from nineteen seventy six, the twenty years afterwards, yeah. that the facilities that they built that yeah. thought would you know last for 40 years didn't yeah. and so the tv companies moved moved out but actually it's no bad thing for us because we've got more space oh, which yeah. is yeah. we're very lucky <laughs> <laughs> do you know what your future projects are going to be because my daughter want to know what you've got at christmas oh uh, christmas oh i do you know what i can't tell you what's on at christmas yet i can't tell you the title okay but i know that it will be another rock and roll panto i will tell her. Oh, no, uh, i promise <laughs> oh very good <laughs> i've not heard that one before <laughs> Um, <laughs> what can I tell you about um, uh, the, after Great Gatsby the next show that we're doing is a, a brand new musical world premiere called The Assassination of Katie Hopkins quite a controversial title but it's actually about um, it's a big jazz hands musical about the, the, the right for freedom of speech and is it okay to say anything on social media mm. even if it's really harmful to the people you're, you're talking about mm. um, but that's going to be that's really the music is, is, is amazing um, then we're doing A Streetcar Named Desire which is kind of big classic I've heard, I've heard yeah. of that Looking forward to that. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big show. Actually, yeah. um, and then, and these are all the shows that we're making. Yeah. Um, there's all the visiting program, and then the last one is uh, in the summer called Home I'm Darling, 
which is a new play about yes. ladies who live their lives as if they're in the 1950s still. And it's a, it's a kind of a comedic look at the role of women in the workplace and, and uh, at, at home. Yes. Um, but then there's all the visiting work, and then we go into autumn and Christmas. But there, I promise there will be, there will be <laughs> would rock and roll Would you have the details on your website nearer the time? We will announce what's happening at Christmas in two weeks' time. Thank you. <laughs> I can check that. Quite early in the year, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Which is last Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, a question I was going to ask you was regarding the um, in the community. Uh, um, does that uh, co- uh, uh, contribute to um, amateur dramatics and to maybe the stand-up comedy, and then uh, in turn maybe uh, the uh, people in the community become um, a regular, you know, with training for uh, to make appearances in theatre club? You know, uh, yeah, we do we do loads of work in the community, and, yeah. that, and that does include some of the some of the kind of local amateur companies yes. and and um, train to appear on the stages. Mm. Where our community work is is most exciting for me is um, we've got a department called the Creative Engagement um, Team, and uh, at the moment there's four full time staff members in there. They're all first language Welsh, and they work with um, cross generationally uh, generationally. Um, Within the community, so we have two hundred young people who come to the theatre every every week and do um, workshop sessions. Not necessarily on performing, but just what excites them and kind of makes them feel confident. We have a, a group called Arts from the Armchair, or who are people who um, suffer from early onset memory loss, and they come with their carers every every week, and uh, they work with one of the the drama facilitators but they also then go and do um things with their partners because their carers are usually their their partners Mm -hmm. from home um uh, they might do uh scenic painting or gilding one week with mike our scenic artist the next week they might um they might hear a song from the company of rent that then the show that goes to the west end they have these creative experiences and that's a project connected with um, Betsy Cadwallader and the NHS, so they get referred to us from yeah. Mold Memory Clinic. Yeah. Um, we've got Singing for Lung Health, so one of our singing practitioners helps people with um, chronic lung conditions because yeah. the breathing of singing helps their helps their breathing conditions. Um, singing for the Soul, people with really um, uh, deep set dementia just come and sing together for an hour every. Yeah. Yeah. So we we do, I mean that's just to mention a few, um, and and that's really really important. That's it's almost. Uh, more important than putting a show on our stage. Yeah, for example, the um, the, uh, I mean, uh, for people that uh, appear regularly in the pantomimes and and various other shows and things like that, is that um, how can I put it? Um, uh, uh, they start out as as uh, regulars who came in from the community. There are a few, yeah. a few individuals who who have come through the youth theatre. I mean, the the. Um, one of the one of the most famous is um, <laughs> Reese Evans. Oh yes, um, yeah. he was at the Youth, youth Theatre many years ago, and he's obviously gone on to be a massive, massive yeah. film star. So there are people who make that transition and end up on our stages, right. but actually, for the most part, it's about what it does for people. It might just be a social thing. It might be a confidence thing. Mm. Um, it might be uh, it might be learning different skills and different crafts outside of mm. performing, because we've got all of the making departments mm. as well. Yeah. So. Um, uh, it's it's for everybody yes. in, in whatever way yeah. kind of suits them. Lovely. Two things. What would you could you advertise on your thing about what's going on in the community? 
Yeah, that's a good idea, and we are trying to do more of that. We are definitely trying to do more than that. And also uh, about your th- the other theatres, what's going on? To going to be? Do you know what your future projects are going to be at the other theatres? The Anthony Hopkins and the other one. Well, most of the ones I've talked about are in one of those two theatre spaces. Um, uh, but there's there's oh, there's so many things. I, I, we would be here for about two hours if I listed everything, <laughs> which I'm happy to do. But I don't know if you or your listeners would. would, would uh, I can send you a brochure. I'll send you a brochure. But um, I think the the most important thing for for our theatre making, the side of our theatre making, is that we are the only theatre in Wales yeah. who still have all of the making departments. So we've got the scenic builders, so, you know, woodwork and welding. We've got the scenic artist, Mike, with a huge paint frame that's the size of our stage so he can stretch canvas the whole route, and he does it in beautiful detail. Bob, the prop maker, who makes all of the beautiful handcrafted stuff. And then we've got all of our wardrobe team, and they make every single costume by hand. And... uh, 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 being the only one in, in Wales is really important. We need to cu- we need to cultivate those crafts and yeah. and teach people the value of them. But then there's only three other theatres in the whole of the UK who have those, yeah. and and one's the National Theatre down the South Bank, and the others are Royal Shakespeare Company. Yeah. And we make this work in North Wales, and we send it to the world, and it's something to be really proud of, yeah. I think. Yeah. I sometimes find that when you go in there, sometimes you might get lost because <laughs> you're too right. It really is because yeah. they look at the instructions and. And they, they go round. It is a confusing building, isn't it? It is yes. because it's so huge. It's so huge. The signs I, get in there. I will improve the signage. I promise. It's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my list. <laughs> Thank you for coming to speak to us today, and goodbye for now. And Liam, you can see me smiling. <laughs> I can. <laughs> <laughs> nice time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can donate to Tate via localgiving.org. You can also support us by liking and sharing the podcast with your friends. Please tune in next time for another episode from the Tate Community Podcast team. Goodbye.